0: This is the new Low-Level Rage.
1: Woo!
2: Let's talk more rock! bring in the stink the directions that i take and all the
1: choices that i make will wonder about of nothing show me what it's for make me understand it i've been crawling
2: in the dark looking for if you thought this show couldn't get any more rocking you're wrong ready to have your socks rocked all the way
0: off alright
2: yeah same rockin chorus
3: you okay uh, oh, oh, sorry sorry Sorry. no wait okay i look i'm i know i didn't run what this was by that? you um oh that was that was hoobastank that was a hoobastank song um
4: <sighs> no well look I, th- oh, I thought we talked about this
3: I, look i think maybe last week's show was like a little bit obscure and i thought we should play something that more people would enjoy um <sighs> and like hoobastank that album is certified, I, I think, triple platinum. Oh my god! So people people like it, and I think I like it. So I I oh. think you should accept that about me. All right.
4: Okay. This is a this is a lot to process. Um, I I think that you have a fair point about last week. Can I, f-
3: can I finish the song? <sighs> can you play the rest of the
4: song. How how much of it is left? Just like. Fifty seconds, a minute. It's like there's like there's like three minutes left. <laughs> Why I leave? What happened to you? I, I'm just different now. I'm sorry. Oh, you've been changed, changed by the stank. I can't. I can't deal with another three minutes I've of this.
0: Who, but And I've been stank.
3: all right hey guys we're back
4: it's low level rage
3: um yeah apologies for that uh i just you know trying something new um going for those you know there's probably not a whole lot of clear channel dollars left but whatever they have left in their till i want to i want it so sorry if happens to the best of us i'm ambitious i'm an ambitious man yeah, welcome uh, to Low Level Rage. I am Tim. I'm Lauren. Um, yeah. So uh, it's Monday night, and I hope you're ready for two hours of talking and complaining and talking and music
4: and fun. Lots of fun.
3: Treats. Treats. You, you all will get a treat. You'll get. Um, check your your mailbox tomorrow, and there will be a single fun-sized Snickers bar waiting for you.
4: Or if you have one of those old Halloween trick-or-treating jack-o- plastic jack-o'-lantern pails somewhere in your closet, yeah, dig it out. There might be something inside. That'll
3: be full of unpackaged milk duds. Also, the spiders. Just, just, a, just brim like filled to the brim with milk duds.
4: And spiders. Yeah.
3: Slightly melted and, like, congealed and stuck together.
4: And spiders. And spiders.
3: It's for the spiders. The spiders like it. I know
4: what to tell you. It helps them grow strong. Mm Mm-hmm. So, guys, we're going to need you to call in soon. And you can start by adding us on Skype at low-level rage and sending us a message. And we'll call you when we're ready. Mm Mm-hmm. Or tweet using the hashtag low level rage.
3: You should always do that. I th- you should I, always do that. Yeah. You should always n- never, never not be tweeting. That's what I say. Right? Because then how do other people know that you're alive? Always you're tweeting? be tweeting. Oof. ABT.
4: <laughs> but first, guys, I need to get something off my chest. And I'm introducing a new sporadic segment called Retail Rage. In which I will present, and Tim and I both work in retail. Yes. Tips for how to engage in a retail environment as a customer with an employee like a human. And I'm sure that none of you need this because you're not monsters. Yeah. But mostly, I just need to feel like I'm not going crazy. But there are monsters, is the thing. And so I'm going to articulate that. Yeah. And this week, I want to talk a little bit about cell phone usage. First of all, I should say that most, the vast majority of the people who come into my place of employment are super nice. Some of them even talk on the phone. And they're super nice. And you can do that... In a reasonable way. The key to this, I think, is that you need to acknowledge the people who are working. If you just motor around the store and go through the checkout line and you don't say a word and you just keep talking very seriously. Like
3: you've got blinders on, basically.
4: Like you're yeah. in your own little bubble yeah. of I'm too important to interact with a human. That's doing it wrong.
3: Do you think it's because people are, are like literally so bad at splitting their attention that they, they can't do those things at, at the same time? Like... They have to focus so much on the cell phone conversation.
4: I honestly think that people don't care.
3: Yeah, or don't know indifference,
4: or assume that like I am basically an automated teller. Yeah, but you're not. Because some people come I can, in. I
3: can verify you are not an automated teller. I'm
4: not a robot. Yeah. That would be pretty cool, though. i would be I, a pretty high functioning robot. Can I verify that?
3: Maybe it's it, the at ghost some point in the machine. Doesn't make any difference, right?
4: It's true. Yeah. Let's never speak of this again. Okay. Some people, they're on the phone. A big a big fan favorite is the phone call with mom. Oh, yeah. All you got to do, cover the mouthpiece, look apologetic, point at the phone, and stage whisper, it's my mom. It's my mom. Everyone knows Sorry, what so that it's means. My it's fine. Everyone then wants to be super nice to you because you are doing the universal thing of... The phone call with mom.
3: You could give like a little sassy eye roll afterwards, maybe. Like, (laughs) this lady, what are you gonna do? But I love her. It's mom's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For
4: the record, my mom does not do this. My mom thinks that it's sweet that when I walk up to a store and I'm talking to her, I'll say, "Hey, I'm gonna call you back in five because I'm gonna go buy some cheese." Mm?
0: Because
4: my mom's awesome.
3: You do buy a lot of cheese. But anyway, I also buy a lot of cheese. We
4: both bought cheese today. I bought. We actually bought out the store. Let me think.
3: In fairness, they only had two large blocks of cheddar cheese. For, for $8, what a deal. It's good cheese. It's not like, not like it's premium. It's super good. Not premium, but it's, 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 you know, it's like a, it's better than like your $3 block of cheddar that you get at a Safeco, right? Safeco sell cheese? I assume so.
4: I don't even know what that is, I, it's, really. There's some
3: place called Safeco, right? That's a thing. May not be a Midwest thing. But yeah, no, that's... I I think that the the, the main thing that, like, if you want to be a good customer, just interact with the person like they're a human being, right? Like, you know, not even... You
4: don't need to be super chatty, even, or chatty at all.
3: A little bit eye contact, maybe. Not, like, too much, because that's weird, but, like... Right. You know, like you do as a person.
4: Yeah. Yeah. My point is just, it's cool if you have to be on the phone i mean it's a little bit weird yeah but you can make that work but if you just straight up ignore me like you're in your house on the phone and suddenly magically you just happen to also be purchasing this item that you're going to consume
3: what if it's a clear lie what if you're like sorry it's the president or like
4: sorry it's vladimir putin that that would require having an actual sense of humor
3: that's true yeah or you'd be like, sorry, it's Vlad. Um,
4: Vladimir Putin.
3: Like, you have to remember that that wouldn't be obvious, right? That you know him as... Val- yeah.
4: As opposed to Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure that none of you do this. And you're all great. Yeah. Put down your phones. Or. But a lot or, of this week yeah. this has been happening. And I don't know what it is. And it's been driving me bonkers. Um. Let me
3: think what it could be maybe it's springtime so people remember that they have mothers you know it's the traditional people
4: getting on that easter tip
3: yeah like i can't oh sorry mom i can't make it home for easter just get out the tim-sized dummy of me and prop it up on the pew during the service you know just to trick everyone else into thinking i'm there that'd be a fun trick there is no life-size dummy of me that I know of
4: we're working on it Mm
3: -hmm. it'd be useful to have don't get me wrong uh so quick uh fantasy baseball update my team the best baseball friends are now in second place we fall in one spot um
4: but now you feel really truly alive, yes. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, you, you want the struggle. You're back in the game. Yeah.
4: You don't want the to, game the, is real.
3: I wanna I want to, I wanna like have to like crawl my way to the top again from, from second place.
4: But now you realize how precarious it is a little, I am a little to, to be mad. winning.
3: I wanted to, I wanted to like straight first place the entire season. Just every looking up of me.
4: All getting death threats yeah, from your exactly. fantasy league.
3: Uh, best baseball friends are gonna win. You guys are going to... It's going to be bloody. I'm going to have all the home runs. No one else is going to have any home runs. (laughs) All right.
4: So that was fun. All right. Thanks, guys. I think it's time. Time for us to talk about this week's primary topic. The greatest dream ever written. We're going to write it tonight. And what we mean by this... Is first of all, not the freakiest nightmare you've ever had. Yeah. But a sweet dream... That has all the cool dream stuff. That if you could pick and choose what was in your sweet dream... Like flying around and fighting evil or whatever... We're going to write that dream tonight.
3: Yeah, and like, no no gross stuff, just to be clear. Yeah, don't be gross. No filth, no filth talk.
4: Because that really is actually not very inclusive, because not everyone will be able to participate yeah. in your particular fantasies or whatever. We got to do like the dream that everyone can be on board with.
3: Write that down in your pervert journal. It's not for us. And if you keep a pervert journal, shame on you if it's just called that <laughs> but yeah so like i i'm kind of interested in um there's a one of my favorite books is uh called the Unconsoled, and it's by Kazuo Ishiguro um who is an english author of of japanese descent um, he's most famous for uh Remains of the Day which is that movie with Anthony Hopkins that looks really boring cuz it's about a butler who has Emotional turmoil, which right after, as I say this, I'm like, that sounds like the most boring thing in the world. Um, but yeah, so The Unconsoled is like his weird experimental book, right? And it's like one long dream sequence, um, which like becomes clear relatively uh, early on. Like, I don't know if, if Lauren, you ever, fi- you ever finished it, but you've, you've read a bit I fair haven't, but of I've, it. Yeah. I've read
4: about a third of it.
3: Um, and it becomes like I may have primed it a little bit, but I was like, right away, it's like, wait a second. This conversation in the elevator is going on for, like, 10 pages.
4: And it's not a 485-story building.
3: No. Um, and, like, there's some point where the guy is, like, in his hotel room looking at the ceiling and realizes, like, oh, this is my childhood bedroom, right? Like, it's the same room. Somehow, uh, this, this, this hotel room is where I grew up. Uh, and, like, he looks at the carpet and there's, like, a weird divide where he remembers, like, making a trench for his toy soldiers.
4: Um. right and 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 Ishiguro makes a really good showing of having that seem like a strange realization but at the same time then sort of like retroactively the logic will both fit and kind of get glossed over
3: yeah it becomes so like that the like, guy like,
4: is like wait I, I didn't he's startled for about a second and a half, and then suddenly it's just like this is what he's doing with that kind of that curious amnesia that we have in dreams.
3: Yeah, that's the thing I like is that 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 amnesia where it's like this this seems like it 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 fits because the entire logic of it, beco- it becomes sort of warped by the dream, where things that that should be obviously not possible or real seem completely commonplace and right. Um, Partly because of that short-term memory thing where it's like, I just don't even remember what happened five seconds ago in most dreams. Now I'm here. Yeah, right.
4: But yeah, so. And and for me, the, the piece of art that I go to when I'm thinking about dream architecture and the way that dream logic works would be the second Ghost in the Shell film, which is explicitly about the way that memory works and that dreams work. And about the sort of like permeability of the dreaming world. And it's, it's, if you haven't seen the film, it's, it's, it's a mad sort of quotational pastiche. Are there a
3: lot of scary ghosts in it? Are there any scary ghosts?
4: There are a couple scary ghosts. Mm. And there's some, I mean, there's one scene specifically about dreaming with like a bunch of people sitting at a dinner table that's on fire. Oh, I don't like that. Um, in a in party. a house in a house of dreams. It's a bummer of a party right there. And and the protagonists are walking through room after room of, of scenes that are set like this, and it's a great it's a great meditation on the vividness of dream images, and also the way that they can be even d- dreams that aren't nightmares can be disturbing without being completely horrifying. Yeah, and
3: I like those. So like I I have. Plenty of dreams where I wake up and like that was super disturbing and may have actually been like nightmarish at points, but it was cool enough that I'm happy I had it. Like my brain came up with that, that nonsense, right? Like I had a thing that, and this is the point: we're we're not going to go into ta- like like laying out dreams because that is the you know the go-to boring thing people. Don't, Maybe don't, right.
4: literally the most boring thing you can talk about.
3: But we're gonna f- pick the best parts. The best the best of the best.
4: Yeah, so definitely message us so that we can call you and you can get in on the action with your dream A game. So what we're going to do is we're going to start in act one and write five acts of the greatest dream ever written. Right. And I'm going to time it. And in each act, we can do whatever we want. We can revise it. If you don't like it, let us know. We'll figure it out. Grade A dream. But then once that timer goes off, we're going to move on.
3: All killer, no filler. That's what we want. Yeah. So. So we start with, um, we, we were talking about this before, and like the really important thing, the thing that like keeps you sort of like the, the forward momentum going when you're in a dream, I think, is having some like motivation. You have to have a kind of goal, which I think I I feel like I almost always have something I'm trying to accomplish.
4: A problem to solve. Right.
3: Sometimes they're they're batshit crazy goals, but they're goals nonetheless.
4: Sure. And. So we'll need a goal. And on that note. I would like to ask. Where do dreams begin? Because some stories begin at the beginning but dreams, you just sort of wake up in them. They begin in medias res, or you fall into them, or you're not paying attention, and then suddenly you're paying attention. So here we are, and where do we find ourselves in this beginning that isn't a beginning?
3: All right. So I think um, one, of, one of the most common issues I have with dreams... Is that I'm always trying to find a way to get home. It's very important to try to figure out how to get home. Like, that's the thing that either becomes stressful
4: or you accept it's not going to happen. Right. And then you're going somewhere else or you're pointedly going home somehow.
3: Like the ultimate goal is to to get home and then you get derailed. So I'm going to say that's the motivation right now. Get
4: okay, home. so we're not home. No. So where are we?
3: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up one of my favorite like just little moments from a dream I've ever had, um, which is that I was in a taxi cab. So right now we start off and we're in a taxi cab. I think we'll say in New York. So how's that work?
4: Okay, yeah. we're okay. in a taxi in New York, yeah. and also, are you taking notes? Am I taking notes? How I'll do we t- want to I'll, do I'll this? take notes. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. We are in a taxi cab in New York. And... Act one, we're trying to get home. You, you, the protagonist,
3: are in the front seat next to the driver. And Elvis Costello, who is an elderly man, is in the back seat complaining about how Americans
4: have no culture. Okay. Elvis Costello is both old and furious. I would like to add that the taxi cab is lime green. Okay, perfect. And an important thing for me, I've been thinking about this a lot because I don't know if those of you in the rest of the country know this, but the weather here in Chicago has been cuckoo bananas. It's snowing today. We could also make it just Chicago. That might even be easier for us. It could be, It could be just Chicago because I want to talk about how I feel like okay. sudden weather changes are a big part of dreams for me anyway. Oh, interesting. And I was going to work the other day and it was a beautiful day. And then all of a sudden, like literally within 20 minutes, the temperature dropped 15 degrees and a wall of fog rolled in.
3: So we'll say how, how about it like starts I... off sunny and then maybe it turns foggy all of a sudden. Yes. Okay. Maybe like as as he's complaining and like his his temper flares up, right?
4: It becomes it becomes foggy because thunder and lightning would be far too dramatic.
3: The fog rolls in. Okay. And just remember, everybody, if you want to participate, uh, send us a message on Skype at low level rage, all one word, and then we will call you, and then you can uh, participate in Act One. All right, so we're in a cab in Chicago. Elderly elderly Elvis Costello, his his, uh, bright white hair, is complaining about how Americans have no culture. He has somehow triggered a weather change.
4: And visibility has been reduced. So now we're driving very slowly. And what do you want to ask Elvis Costello?
3: And and how about right now, because you're driving so slowly, you feel like you're never going to get there, right?
4: Yes. In your lime green taxi cab.
3: Uh, let's see maybe uh, what would you ask Elvis Costello?
4: Can he help you get home, or is he just along for the ride? Maybe you just ask him where we're going yes, does he does he know?
3: Okay, good, I like this.
4: I don't feel like he's particularly interested in where we're going.
3: I think he just ignores the question and keeps and keeps and keeps uh rambling.
4: I actually am starting to suspect that oh, he no. might. Just live in this cab. Oh, or that he is—he is indistinguishable
3: from he, he and the cab from his are, are inseparable. Okay, I like this. So now you figure out at this point, just got to get out of the cab, right?
4: Yeah, this is going nowhere. Right. Oh, and so I I have actually something to add. At this point, you get out of the cab. You're in Chicago. But you turn down a side street, and now you're in the woods. And, And just off the road very near, but somehow in the middle of nowhere, is an enormous house. But it's not your house.
3: Okay. Sweet, I like this. Scene changes are important. And you can
4: decide if you want to go to the house or if you want to flee back into the city. Okay.
3: This is good, yeah, because you gotta have the crazy changes. You gotta have the things that Seem reasonable in the context of the dream, but in real life, would make you question. Would it be sanity. absolutely terrifying. Oh, uh, We have a caller. We're we have totally a... wrong? We have a... We're oh, wrong. oh shit! Fred's Fred's negging us. <laughs> He's negging us.
4: Low-level rage. You're on the air. Do you have a beef, yeah, sir? Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Hi,
3: Lauren. Hi, Tim. Hey, hey, Hello, Fred. Frederick. How are you?
0: I'm. Uh, I would like you to know that. i coming, come coming
3: totally with the fun. sass. The sass is is, uh, is up front.
0: First and foremost, we all know what question we would ask Elvis Costello, and it's, I hope you're happy now. Are you happy now? That's what you would ask him in reference to his shitty song. (laughs) That's what you would do. Oh,
3: okay. But see, but would you you think of that in the dream? Actually, you would maybe because those things sort of just come naturally in dreams, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I have an Elvis Costello story. You want to hear it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it part well, of a dream? It's be, is it cool? You know, we we will we will we will, we reserve the right to dump you though if it if it if it feels too uh, far astray. So
0: <laughs> This is how, you know, Elvis Costello is complaining that we don't have any culture. Yeah, in right? the dream. Yeah. Yeah, well, Elvis Costello helped me get over my what little anglophilia I had uh by proving how dumb British people are. <laughs> Are you Wait. ready? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. So I saw Elvis Costello at the Royal Albert Hall in 2012. And it was when he had that big spinning wheel where uh, it would land on whatever song, like deep cuts or like big singles. Right?
3: I didn't know he did that. Right? That's, that's really weird.
0: Yeah. He, he did that originally a long time ago, and then he brought it back. And uh, I wasn't uh, comfortable because there was a black woman dancing in a cage. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it it's it a bad like choice. A, it was like a go-go dancer, but even then I was like, eh. I'm going to say, <laughs>
3: how, about, how about you ask him about, I'm going to say for the, for the dream, yeah. you, you ask him about the go-go dancer. Yo, and then he gets mad and, and is... kicks you out of the, out of the cab.
4: Ah, uh, you're pushed. You're pushed forcibly from the cab, but because you're going so slow because of the fog. Yeah, there you go. You don't feel injured, and you just yeah. sort of pick yourself up and and turn down the nearest side street. Yeah, maybe yeah. the maybe yeah.
3: the and and he makes the driver push you out of the cab because
4: that guy was a jerk, and we don't need his help <laughs> anyway.
3: <laughs> cool, perfect, awesome. All right, that works great. All right, thanks, Fred. Thank you. At all. All right good that's what that's that, that, that helps us with the crazy moves it
4: along we were getting nowhere with that guy
3: he pushes you out maybe he pushes you out and you find yourself in front of this enormous house
4: I, I, li- I like the idea though of of you just sort of getting up like oh, it's fine okay, cool sure just because I, I feel like that happens in dreams yeah, that's right? true Where you should be super mad or injured and you're just like meh that guy was a real jerk to me. Okay, okay, cool. So now, you're staring at this house and it's still super foggy. and you don't you don't know where you are. you don't recognize the landscape. Chicago you just sort of recognized as being where you're from.
3: There are no houses in the middle of nowhere in Chicago, really, like not in this sense like there's there's no woods, right. And this house is
4: huge. It's not menacing, particularly. It's just... Big, and there's lots of trees. And it's foggy. And you don't know... You don't, it's not your house, and you don't recognize it.
3: Are there any lights on in this house? Is it? Is it look It's occupied? daytime. Okay, it's daytime.
4: Right. It's hard to tell. It's hard to know how going to this house will help you get home. But you suspect that you might be able to find some information inside. Certainly Elvis Costello was getting us nowhere. No. So should we proceed it's towards un- the un- house? Un-
3: unhelpful old Scottish grouch, basically. Yeah, I think you do. Because right in these in these situations in the dreams, you don't like really have a choice. You just kinda do it. Right?
4: You just, yeah, you just, you simply are in many ways, despite the fact that I think you're right, that you're so often motivated by a problem or a puzzle you have to solve or somewhere you need to get that nags at you and motivates you, despite that fact, when you're going somewhere, you just sort of are going.
3: And I will say, um, I'm going to say you find yourself inside the house. like You don't even remember kind of entering. You just find yourself in there.
4: No, you make the decision... To go to the house, and now you're in the house. Yeah. Now now you're inside, basically, and we don't... The interior of the house could be whatever we want it to be.
3: Um, I'm going to say it's something, because here's where it'll, where it'll be like... Um, the thing that I always have happen in places is that they switch on you. Like, the purpose of the place will switch on you, kind yes. of. Yes. Where, like, maybe you go in, and it's just, like, a gymnasium. Or there is, like, a busy bar inside of it. That seems pretty good. I like that, like a like a, a real in bar.
4: Right, which is probably in Chicago, and yet you recognize it from your life oh, in, yeah, in, c- in your city.
3: Yeah. yeah, we'll say it's the Burlington. How about that?
4: <sighs> a bar near to yeah. where we are we're not, we're right not try- now. Yeah,
3: we're not trying to, like, give... This is not... <sighs> the Burlington is not a... a, 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 a uh, it's not an endorsement deal, okay? So I... Want to nip that in the bud right now? They are not paying us any money. It's a place we go to frequently. And um, imagine it as yeah.
4: simply any bar near to your house.
3: Dimly lit, a dimly,
0: dimly, lit dimly lit
4: bar, yeah. specifically dimly lit. Yeah, not too nice, not too gross, yeah, not too fancy. Just a bar. Right. If you don't drink, a place where you can get a nice soda. It's just a place, but there. There there are people in this bar, not too many.
3: Is Elvis in but, the bar with you? Did he somehow um, uh, emerge into the bar despite never seeing him,
4: or somebody else that we recognize? Yeah, yeah. I still like the idea that Elvis is sort of actually just like gl- welded to the yeah, seat of that taxi. True. I'm not going to write out.
3: I'm not going to rule out him coming back at some point, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, maybe like a high school a high school friend could be inside this this bar. You run into someone from your high school That you have not thought about in- Or a teacher
4: except you're the same age as them
3: Oh yeah that's good All right, um, English teacher, math teacher What do you want here Your senior English English teacher I always
4: wanted to have a glass of wine with her
3: Is behind the bar
4: maybe Oh, <laughs> A step down or a step up
3: Yeah I don't know From teaching that's a really high school question. I had some good English teachers I'll say that Oh no mine was, mine was great Shout out to Dr. Hackbarth Mrs. Mason. He never gave me crap for oh. falling asleep in English class. Okay, well. It's the end of Act 1. the end of Act 1.
4: All right. That's all locked down. At the end of Act 1, we're in a bar, and we see our high school English teacher begin Act 2. Just another reminder, if you want to participate,
3: text us on Skype at the level rage, and we will call you.
4: Yes, because Act Two is wide open. We've gotten here. We've gotten shot of Elvis Costello for now. Yeah.
3: Grouchy, we need you Elvis Costello. to
4: contact us so that we can try to get home. Mm-hmm.
3: And then Act d- Two starts now. Do we want to change the motivation? I think we should keep the motivation the same for now.
4: We're still trying to get yeah, home. We just home. got to this bar.
3: Yeah. Uh, this is like a respite from from the uh, the struggle to find our way home. Find your way home. Because you're the protagonist.
4: So we feel comfortable here.
3: It's like a choose your own adventure book, basically.
4: It, it is in a threatening atmosphere. It no. was a little bit spooky getting here, but we recognize our high school English teacher who is the same age as us, behind the bar, and we think, sure, I know this place. So that's a good way, Stone. It's not home, but it's not totally unfamiliar.
3: Yeah, maybe, so, so let's say you, you, uh, you said you wanted to share a glass of wine with your English teacher
4: I did. That's a real thing.
3: Okay. So then um, you order a wine. Now, in the stream, do you have any knowledge of wine? Maybe you order a type of wine that does not exist, because that would happen, I think.
4: Right? Oh, yes. It's actually, the, the, that, that happens to me all the time.
3: like, a, Is a charat a thing? That's no. not. Okay. You order, you order.
4: Close enough to be plausible.
3: You order a um, charat from, like, a New Zealand charat. <laughs>
4: Yes, I actually, I ask her for recommendations, and we spend 15 minutes discussing wine. Yeah, there you
3: go. She, said, she says, we don't have, have any, and, she, and then you ask her for a recommendation.
4: Right, and this conversation goes on for what feels like a really long time, but despite the fact that you know nothing, virtually nothing about wine, you find it very interesting. Oh yeah,
3: this is yeah. Okay. It's fast. You feel like by the end of the conversation you've developed like a um like a comprehensive knowledge of wine, right?
4: Right, like you could, you could you could get around now and in like a real wine bar. You've learned something yet again from your high school English teacher.
3: Okay, I'm gonna say if he recommends Tell me if this is too uh, alien sounding. A white Ziblandic from Turkey. Does that work?
4: Ooh. Exotic locales. I actually
3: don't even know if they, they grow grapes in Turkey, but it's close to, to Greece. So maybe, maybe, I would guess they probably do. I don't know. It doesn't matter. In the if dream, you don't know, it, the then dr- it yeah. can
4: be real in the dream. Yeah, Okay. So you have this wine, and this, this is starting to feel like a bit of a distraction. Just to be Something clear, is, I,
3: I just want to say this. Ziblandic is spelled Z-I-B-L-A-N-D-E-C. Just as for the record.
4: The more you know, ask for it at your friendly, local bar.
3: Just to confuse your poor server.
4: So now you're you're starting to feel like something's nagging you a little bit. You have somewhere you need to be, but you forgot mm. for a minute because you were really enjoying this conversation. And that's that's fine. But the bar, but the bartender who is your high school English teacher, who is the same age as you. Is. Your friend now, again. And she shows you a way out of the bar. This is not the way that you came into the bar. And she pushes open the door and lets you out, and you find yourself at the bottom of this impossibly long wooden staircase. and it's blinding daylight
3: cool so so and and yeah okay good so the weather's changed you may probably don't even remember that the weather was bad before at this point right now does the does your urge to 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 find home sort of in again now.
4: Well, there are stairs in front of you, right? And I feel like when there are stairs in a dream, you have to climb them. So, so you're outside right now? You're on a sort of stairway network catwalk type thing. Oh, okay. All wooden, all crisscrossing and just going up. And there are weird things crossing overhead, like weird constructions. And ropes and pulleys. And you would have no idea what this is all for. Or if it's for anything. But directly in front of you is a very... It, like an impossibly long in the sense like you couldn't construct it. To just be a wooden staircase that feels so free-floating. But it's right there in front of you. And there's nowhere else to go. Like you're on... Like the, the bar has pushed you out onto this little balcony. And there's just stairs. And then... All of this space above you. I don't. I don't know what's down there. If you look down, I don't know if you'd want to look down. We could though. Should we look down? I don't know. I haven't looked down. Does that feel scary? I just decided to change up the bed music. Oh my goodness! This is a dream.
3: More appropriate.
4: Don't get too relaxing. Yeah, I'll try not to stick in this voice the rest of the show. Oh boy, I'll try. I'll try my best.
3: All right, so you're in this, uh, this series of overlapping, probably overwhelming, wooden staircases and and catwalks, strange pulleys. Like you're in the middle of a of a like a, uh, like a Byzantine constru- construction zone, right?
4: Right and but no n- nobody's there. nothing's right. moving. <clears throat> and it doesn't feel rickety, but it feels like you you know that you don't understand what it's for, and you don't know if going if participating in what seems like this weird obstacle course will help you achieve your goal.
3: But you have to go somewhere you have to pr- proceed we could, forward
4: We could pull a lateral move, we could look down.
3: This is like this is sort of a Zork, a Zork situation right now, so let's say you look down what's down there I'm gonna say it's like it's a um, like an like a a, a a disused quarry how far beneath you is it not too far but like it's Dry like enough stone? that you don't want to fall that you don't want to fall down it right it's it's uh, it's you're not afraid of heights at this point but you you know that you have to be careful
4: But it it looks inviting, almost. The sun is shining, and the stone looks warm.
3: Yeah, sure. That sounds good.
4: So you need to figure out now how you're going to get down there in a safe way. I say we just grab one of those ropes up there and slide on down. I agree. Keep it real simple. There could even be a bucket you could put your foot in.
3: Like to sort of, uh, like you hold on to the rope with both hands and then stand in the bucket?
4: Yeah, and there, and it, it turns out that this whole weird system of levers and pulleys and constructed things, you don't know what it's for, who built it, but it works perfectly to just sort of gently and smoothly lower you to the floor of the quarry. So now you're in a pit with a bunch of rocks. That's cool. Yep. No one no one wants to contact us on Skype at low level rage. We're you in a pit it. full of rocks, guys.
0: You can do it.
3: So we got to, so I think this moment maybe. Motivation might change, perhaps? Because it seems like we've gotten sort of. What's what I'm sort of looking for? Like a little. Uh,
4: We're definitely dis- not getting dist- home. Distracted
3: from our yeah from the quest.
4: But where we are doesn't seem super bad or upsetting no, necessarily. It's, it's nice.
3: But I feel like maybe at this point a little bit of panic might set in, right? Well, now you are in a pit full
4: of rocks. Right. The but bucket like, is just gone. More, more like more like a sense of urgency. Whatever was up there so is gone. It. Sure. Sure. We need to do something. We need a motivation that is more motivating than trying to get home apparently was.
3: So now you have to figure out a way. Because maybe it's not obvious how you get out of here, right?
4: Absolutely. I should say we are in the middle of writing The Greatest Dream Ever Written. This is Act Two. Contact us on Skype at Low Level Rage and help us write the dream. Mm -hmm. So right
3: now... uh, We are in a
4: pit full of rocks.
3: The ultimate goal is to find your way home. We are ostensibly in Chicago, but in that way that, you know... There is an
4: actual quarry in Chicago. That's true. We could be in it.
3: Maybe that's where you you realize that's where you are at this point.
4: You realize it's a location you know, but you've never been... Into the actual quarry, so it just seems really unfamiliar and you were panicking about about how you were going to get out, but then you suddenly realized that the quarry isn't actually very deep
3: yeah it seemed really deep from above
4: but right. all that stuff that was up there is 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 gone, so either it was really far away or it's it's just changed and so you you realize all you have to do is just climb over a few rocks and then you climb over the lip of the quarry and into a park.
3: Surprisingly easy to climb out of the, out of the quarry. Is this, a, is this a park you're familiar with? Or is it a one you've never been in before?
4: It's time, guys. Act two is over. That's it. So here we are in the park. I think we might, um, should we play a bit of music? Let's play a bit of music. Guys, think about, we got three acts to go in The Greatest Dream Ever Written. Think about things that are sweet, that happen in dreams, that happen in your dreams, that you want us to include, and get ready to call in with those. We got a lot left to do, and we just climbed out of the pit of rocks.
3: So just to sum up before we go, trying to get home. That's the ultimate goal, trying to get home. You're in a park. You're in a park. It may be a park you've never... Is it one we say it's one you're familiar with, one you've never been in before?
4: I don't think we know yet, necessarily. Okay, we'll we'll decide that later. But we But we have figured out that we are back in the city we live in.
3: Yep. All right. We'll be back in a bit.
4: Now for some tunes that actually rock, as opposed to that mm. terrifying lapse of judgment. As much as Huba Stank?
3: I don't know. Just
4: play the music. They don't. You're wrong.
0: Two so people in a room.
4: Oh, hey. Hi. You're listening to Low Level Rage.
3: Uh, So I'm going to back announce the music real quick. Um, That was The Clash. The real Clash. Not the knockoff version. Not
4: the only band that matters in New Jersey.
3: With Coca-Cola. Someone probably should have told The Clash that they misspelled Coca-Cola.
4: With all those Ks. Pretty
3: embarrassing.
4: It is what I believe to be an underrated track off of Oh, the the
3: London Calling. The 1979
4: London Calling.
3: Um, Before that, it was Swell Maps. Not the Swell Maps. Just Swell Maps, guys. With HS Art.
4: Off of the 1979 trip to Marineville. HS
3: Art, that stands for Her Majesty's Ship Art. Is that right? I think so. (laughs) Something like that. We'll go with that for now. And then uh, starting us off, Wire, my favorite band with uh, two people in a room. And that's from their 1979 album, 154. Fun fact about that album name, that was the number of uh, concerts or gigs, if you want to call them that that wire had played up to that point. Which is a really weird...
4: Good wire trivia.
3: ...method to name your album by, but whatever. They've earned it. They can do whatever they want. They can can do no wrong except for Manscape, which is not a very good album. Basically, everything else they've done is pretty good to great.
4: So, yeah. uh, Maybe we should remind people what the topic is. We are currently creating the greatest dream ever written.
3: All the good, all the good stuff, right?
4: The the grade A material of dreams, not of nightmares. No, but of dreams. All
3: oh, killer, no filler.
4: All right, Hoobastank.
3: That would be a pretty good. If I could do that voice all the time, I might. Just, I would maybe just talk that way. I feel like I'd be a pretty popular dude. Hey guys, how's it going?
4: I bet you would get a lot of new, interesting friends <laughs> to replace all the friends that you'd lost.
3: A lot of dudes named like uh, Garth. Maybe is Garth short for anything, or is that just is that a name in itself? I think it's just a name. Is that short for like Garficus or something? Oh, Garthus. But yeah, so maybe we should remind people uh, where the where the dream was at when last we left it. Um, so the, the overall goal heading into Act Act three of the dream is to get home because that seems to be like one of my more common dream themes of both my good dreams and my nightmares. Uh, just like trying to get home. There's also things like trying to find your car, but I feel like that one's always horrible. Like I never re- that never goes well.
4: No, that's that's just that's yeah, nightmare material, that's, and not even f- good nightmare material. No. Just sort of like, generalized oh, anxiety that dream. Was
3: a Waste of of my my happy sleepy time, which is what right. I call when I'm asleep.
4: Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. I call it Timmy's happy sleepy time.
4: Moving on, we're not looking for our car. Here at the beginning of Act Three, we have just climbed out of a disused quarry and the sun is shining and we're in a park for those of you if you've just joined us we're timing the acts act three starts now contact us on low level rage on skype
3: message us and we will call you yes you want to contribute
4: to contribute to the greatest dream
3: even if you're just like throw th- like throw us like a bit like a thing that happened in a dream that was like a specific
4: little like tidbit right or an image just anything yeah, exactly i feel like thus far it's been a while in this dream since we've seen anyone it's true should we perhaps we see someone who, i was who you, do we see
3: i have i think here's here's what i want to do um because this is like a thing that happens to me sometimes in dreams, and I really like it. I want to set up by saying, we're in this, we're in this, we're in this, uh, the park. Maybe it's like a, it's a pretty densely wooded park. I'm going to say, is that fair? Okay. Which is sort of unusual for Chicago, but that's fine.
4: Okay, there are trees all around. Right.
3: And uh, I think maybe you you sense it's going to start raining, and so you want to hurry and find find cover someplace.
4: Yes, you definitely. The sky is still clear, but you know.
3: i gonna write this down real quick. It's Act 3.
4: In yes, park. Tim is, is writing down the greatest dream ever created so that we don't forget it. You just sort of know. You Because know it's that's gu- what happens in dreams. You know it's
3: going to start raining like that way that you just know stuff in dreams.
4: Right. And as you're thinking this and, and beginning to head towards so, the woods. So
3: what I was saying, what I want to throw in there, if that's cool...
4: I was, yes, I was just going to say it's starting to get darker. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, that works.
3: Um, so you're rushing to find some sort of cover, something to, to, to hide under. Right. And sometimes when I'm – I don't know if this is like a lucid dreaming thing. But sometimes in dreams when I'm rushing someplace, I realize that I can jump and then just glide. Sure. Like and just, I decide not to land. Kind of, if that makes sense. Sure. And so, like, because you're trying to get there quickly, you just realize this is something you can do.
4: Right. And somehow you just hadn't thought about this before. But mm-hmm. now that you've thought about it, it seems precisely like the obvious and correct thing to do.
3: You realize the fastest way to get there, somehow, is to jump and just glide So I'm gonna say you do this and you f- and you find yourself at a gazebo in the middle of the park, maybe like one of those places where you see like a marching band play like an old timey movie sure like a, like a like a like a town center the paint is peeling on the gazebo yeah the paint is peeling on the gazebo. Ski- you land
4: you were there now. Right, right when
3: it's starting to rain you land and, and Duck under the gazebo. Where there's a few people gathered.
4: Who are they? Maybe you should stick with more people from your high school? I don't have a lot of high school. Well, I don't have a lot of of people in my dreams, though. Mostly strangers. Okay,
3: so let's say it's strangers.
4: Strangers. They're friendly. They're friendly strangers. Who also appear to be there because it is about to rain. And and one of them looks at you and smiles and points at the floor of the gazebo. And you realize that set into the center of the gazebo is a spiral staircase winding down into the darkness and the strangers begin silently to file down it.
3: Oh, I like that. But not in a
4: freaky way, just like that's the natural thing to do now is that we're going to go down this staircase. I also
3: accidentally wrote Scarecase, which sounds like the name of a really terrible I don't know, like Cannibal Corpse album or something like that. (laughs)
4: really just Spiral just, just phoning it in <laughs> the first pun we ever thought of
3: all right that's a fun one so the strangers file down this staircase and you follow as this is a natural and polite thing to do because they're being very inviting right
4: Right, right. And, and you can veto this because this is maybe a slightly forced segue because this is an image I kind of... that I'm, I'm partial to... <clears throat> that comes out of one of my not-so-good dreams, but it's a really sweet image. It was a good part of that. It involves... And how I'm seeing this happen is you come down the staircase and what you realize is that it opens out onto a ledge in this underground cathedral basically and there is a pool at the bottom not a not a freaky looking dark scummy pool is
3: the ledge like over the like like you can see into the cathedral kind of thing
4: yes you're in you're in the room but there's no stairs down and so the only way is to leap into this pool, which is a really beautiful shade of blue, and the, co- the somehow, despite the fact that you're underground, the colors are very vibrant. There's a
3: pool, like, in the middle of, like, the floor in the, in the cathedral, basically? It's, like, most of
4: the floor. Yeah. So there's no danger that you're going to be injured or, or die. You simply are diving. All of you.
3: You know what's sort of funny? weird coincidence. Uh, I used to play the game Minecraft a lot, okay and my buddy gabe built a giant underground cathedral because it it's was, sweet right it this is a dream that sweet. i had
4: over a decade ago and it was vivid enough that it stuck with me but this seems like you know a minor point point. and then and then and then who knows what happens you've 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 dived into the pool and now something is going to happen what do the people do? do they sort
3: of disappear when you get down there
4: in my head, they disappear, but if you, we could keep them if you think that we should keep them. Maybe they all dive. Maybe they fly. I feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe, I kind of want it to just be like a pool party on the floor of the cathedral. Right. Extreme slow motion as you fall into the pool, and then with no transition, you're having a cool pool party.
3: With, like, some cool, like, like, fun, like, dance music playing,
4: right? Oh, yeah. It seems chill, not frenetic, just friends and strangers hanging out.
3: yeah it's like a real chill party underground but it doesn't it maybe doesn't even seem relevantly underground anymore it's just a fun party that you're at in this cathedral with a pool in the middle of it sure is your do you think your family's there at this point that might be kind of that might make sense like some family members show up at this pool party
4: i never have good dreams that involve my family but okay but we can we can do that if that's i feel like that's very fraught for people
3: uh we have a caller on the line
4: hello greg welcome to low level rage
3: hopefully greg is there
4: oh greg is there hey greg how are you i am, I am here I'm doing, I'm doing all right
3: how's, how's your night going uh, uh it's, going, it's going pretty well
2: uh, i had a, a dream of mine from a, a, a long time ago that stuck with me throughout my life it was, you know, it was over 20 years ago now
3: okay is there like a part of it we can incorporate You think?
2: Kind of yeah, yeah, the, I actually don't Greg, even remember, like,
4: Greg, the- huh? Greg, yeah. hang on, I just checked the levels, <laughs> and your feed sounds super weird,
2: oh, does it so
4: let's hang up and call you right back, because I want to hear about your dream, does that,
2: make, does that make any difference to what I just did,
3: mm, it does sound a little odd,
4: hang on one maybe second, Greg, maybe,
3: maybe it's spooky, because of the spooky dream,
4: no, it still sounds well let's let's, 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 let's try this again. We'll call you right back. Round two.
3: Alright, everybody just get ready, get ready for for uh, for a Greg fest. Get your Greg on. Hey Lauren, I Still a little, I think it's fine. let's just go with it. I think it's fine. Well, hold on. Greg. I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry, I
3: it wouldn't be low level rage without tech
4: problems it might be our line to be honest it might be yeah it's possible it sounds really futurey oh
2: i think
3: so i think maybe greg is there greg greg is at the pool party
2: but like, like future, future Greg, and I'm speaking to you from under the
4: water. Oh, that's good. He actually sounds like he is speaking to us yeah, from underwater. Let's go with this
3: from from underwater, because you've got like scuba gear on. Maybe,
4: maybe he doesn't even need it. Maybe he's like Aquaman.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Great. You're like, you're like, you're like Kevin Costner from Waterworld in this dream.
2: Oh, have, yeah. Ke- oh yeah, no. You have gills. Yeah.
3: Well, that's everyone knows that about you. It's one of it's one of the things that is the least charming about you, but we all accept it. Um,
2: yeah, that's why yeah, it's true. My, my only friends.
3: You have Kevin Costner gills. Um, let's see, and you're talking to us. What what, what,
4: are we, what are we talking about? Greg, do you have any advice for us as we're trying to get home?
2: Well, no, no, not really My dreams never end up where they're You know, like the, the goal gets always lost Like at the the dream Yeah And I'm just, you know Like, like I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't expect you'll ever get home frankly.
3: No, 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 it may not happen it may not happen, it may really not happen. Really I don't know Yeah, no, it's. I, I think okay. it, The journey is The journey is, is The dream is the journey, right? Ugh I don't I said that at all <laughs> I quit I quit the radio show I'm done
4: so, maybe, Greg, you're, like, drinking an underwater Mai Tai? Maybe you just have ooh, good taste ooh, in like drinks.
3: Drinking an underwater
2: yeah, Mai Tai. Well, yeah, I actually don't really go the fruity, fruity uh, like, the Mai Tai. How about an old-fashioned? Under-
3: underwater old-fashioned?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds more my okay. style. Okay. I
4: was cool. just thinking because it's a pool party, you know? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. I'm with you, though. The, the, okay, the, the, okay, the, the, the super that. sweet drinks are not my, not my favorite for the most part.
4: But you could have a little umbrella in it.
3: I like a margarita once in a while.
2: It's <laughs>
4: an umbrella in a Manhattan. Yeah. That's revolutionary. Well, how about there's an umbrella in the Manhattan?
3: Okay, and, perfect. And there's an perfect. umbrella in the Manhattan, or the, the old-fashioned. I think Manhattan's better. Let's go with Manhattan. Very classy. The, the, the details are really important here, is the thing. Um, there's an umbrella in the Manhattan. Maybe we, we point out that it's weird.
4: Oh, my God. And it's the end of Act 3. Somehow the umbrella in the Manhattan is, is important to us, and we're going to figure out why in Act 4. Cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it, and it takes me like figuring out the symbolism that takes me back to my like uh, uh, freshman year English class when I was arbitrarily assigning symbolism to things for face.
3: Yeah, that's what you do when you're a freshman in in, in either high school. That's more that's college freshman, I assume, as opposed to high school freshman. Or is that uh, oh, this, oh, were, were, you, were, were you advanced? You were an advanced high school freshman. Probably. Yeah. Gifted? Were you, were you a gifted child, Greg? I don't know if I'm English, yeah. Would, would you say you were strangely gifted? Is that a
2: fair <laughs> description? <laughs> I, I don't think I could call it. That, that seems more acceptable. Weird,
3: weirdly gifted?
2: Very, very far. From
4: now, now. Disturbingly gifted? Now, now. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> we've 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 hit this nail on the head and somehow we have become completely fascinated by the umbrella yeah, I think that's the in new, greg's manhattan
3: i think maybe greg points out that everybody in the in the, the the pool party is drinking manhattans with umbrellas in them
4: and and so what happens is i think you take the umbrella out of your manhattan you the protagonist not you greg right greg, greg you'll just be underwater for, yeah, you just you,
3: you find yourself forever. with with an old fashioned in, in your hand as well and
4: you take the umbrella out of your drink and it becomes an actual umbrella
3: ooh an umbrella is that what, uh, uh. No, no, no,
4: it's
2: just is this like uh... Paris parasol, or like because like, the traditional umbrella is more like a parasol than an umbrella. That's true. But the,
3: the one with in your hand is that, is going to be like a, like, a, like a parasol or like an umbrella. So. I think here's here's where I want it to be. I want it to be uh, more like a, a parasol, like the like the over the like over the shoulder like you're in like a musical type a jo- umbrella. Jaunty. Yeah, it's a jaunty. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe some kind of like Busby Berkeley routine starts happening, like a really elaborate. All right all right all right, all right, all right, all right, Greg. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. All right. Um, here's the thing, Greg. Hate to do this to you.
4: I don't know how I feel about parasols, and I'm, I'm kind of confused. It's by too this fitting. Turn of events.
3: Had to happen. It had to happen.
4: How do you splash someone who's already in the water?
3: It had to happen, though. It was just back. It was, it was laying there it was like it was laying there begging to be picked up and who am i to say no
4: so that's really cool though we just talked in our dream to greg who was underwater the entire time yeah. and sounded really awesome
3: but i'm gonna say i do like the idea of the uh, the umbrellas uh like you take the umbrella and it turns into it turns into a full-size umbrella
4: right and i'm trying not to take this in a mary poppins direction because I don't think we should fly no, I, away. I
3: really wanted to. I, I think I really think people should start doing some kind of like coordinated dance routine, though.
4: Oh my goodness, there could be.
3: But like the partygoers begin doing. This is going to be like not. I don't want it to be nightmares, but like they'd start doing a coordinated, Busby Berkeley type dance routine.
4: I will say that this is exactly this is strongly reminiscent for me of something out of a Thomas Pynchon novel. Ooh, and good! That is a very good sign. He, um, I, he loves stuff like this.
3: I think at that, that point you should re, you should you realize that you're that this is being recorded. That this is like a, a, stu- There's like cameras, a studio. There's cameras. Yeah. Oh,
4: you're on. Are you on a set? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're on a set. This is being. Oh my goodness! It's very exciting. We're we're an extra but we
3: we don't know our we, kn- we know, we know our that we're n- not yeah.
4: really supposed to be here but it's not it's not really nerve-wracking it's just it's just exciting
3: yeah maybe you f- you think you're an extra first and then you realize that you are actually you have lines but you don't remember them
4: that i mean that's ni- that's nightmare that's territory nightmare. Um, yeah, unless nightmare. unless we can we can somehow make that work and it turns out that you just say something and it's the right thing or
3: yeah maybe you say one line
4: or or we or we get the heck out of there somehow like maybe you turn
3: <laughs> you turn to the camera and say like what's my line and that actually happens to be your line <laughs> right
4: and you're and you're building the credits as as confused guy yeah, Number exactly. one. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's perfect. Good. Confused dream protagonist number one. That's my line. The director says cut. And then, and then everyone congratulates you. Everyone claps. You.
3: Everyone claps. Yeah, congratulates you on a fine delivery. Perfect. Good.
4: And then, because it's a set, you realize that you aren't in some underground cathedral at all. You're actually just in a basement a pretty big one. But it's not, you know, you're not going to have a hard time getting out of it and you're, you're wearing street clothes again and, and everything is perfectly dry. And you finished your gig. So how did you how did you exit the uh, the studio again?
3: Or the uh, the basement studio? You just We haven't yet. We just oh, yeah, are. We're still, okay, we're just wearing our
4: Perhaps we're about to. Okay, so you're in your street um. clothes. Because you're just you're done now, and so you don't have to worry about the fact that you were just wearing all your clothes and in an underwater pool with a bunch of strangers and your friend Greg, who had gills. Mm -hmm. So it's Act Four, and here we are. So now I think maybe you you we leave.
3: Like you leave the basement, you go up some stairs that you didn't notice before. Leave the basement, right? Just leaving. You go up some stairs to a door that says street
4: on it and open it. And it's nighttime. And you're actually on a dirt road. And it's it's summer and there are fireflies out, and it's very dark and wooded, but it feels nice. And there are little houses along the road, and each one has a lantern hung at it. So there are little points of light. Hold on,
3: wait, wait, what's one more time? You, so you, so you're on, along the dirt road. What else? Re- repeat that again. For
4: and me. it's summer. And there are fireflies out. So it's not it's not like it's not freaky that it's okay. nighttime and you're in the dark. It's nice. It's nice. And there are little houses set back from this dirt road. And each one has a lantern hung at it. So you can see the locations of the houses based on these floating lights.
3: Can I can I break the rule real, real quick and add something to Act Three?
4: If it's really good.
3: So I think after I mean yes, of course. After Greg points out that everybody has uh, everybody has umbrellas in their Manhattans. He's being he's being kinda smug. And so you use the greatest insult I've ever given, which I gave in a dream once.
4: I this is this is a thing we need to work in, yes.
3: You say to Greg, smile for me, ass clown.
4: And he is totally zung.
3: Mm-hmm it's the greatest thing ever it's something i want to say in real life so bad but it's it's disturbing like smile for me ass clown is a really weird thing to say to somebody it's funny but also
4: it's pretty weird it doesn't entirely make sense okay sorry okay I had, so we I had we, to add that in. we gotta sneak that in real quick yeah, right. yeah sorry. using greg really hard And he just, he just sort of acknowledges that he's been totally zoned. Because that's all you can do when someone looks you dead in the eye and says, Smile for me, ass clown. Oh, actually, that, that was from this act. Never mind. So we can go back and do that. Yes.
3: Yes. Not even breaking the rule. Oh, it's so good. All right. I'll ask, so I got this down real quick. Okay. He is being. A smug jerk. So you say, smile for me, ass clown. Maybe more like, hey, smile for me, ass clown. He is appropriately zung. Okay, perfect. Good. Okay,
4: we only got like two and a half minutes left in this act. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah.
3: Okay, so there's your uh, summer. There's fireflies out. You're on a dirt road. There are little houses set back from this dirt road with lanterns by each.
4: But each house, right? So there's lots of. Floating lights.
3: Lots of floating lights everywhere.
4: Like, and it feels like you're getting closer to your destination, despite the fact that you don't live on a dirt road, and you don't know who any of these people are. But the houses feel inhabited, and 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 it feels, it feels like more homelike.
3: Oh, so you're like more in like a neighborhood, like yeah, it feels more familiar and more like comfortable.
4: Right. Okay, like this.
3: I was gonna say, are you, are you familiar, uh, Lauren, with the video game, Katamari Damacy? Roll them up. Remember the 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 light episode, the light level where you have to roll up
4: the lights. I think oh, that like I've one. never seen that because really that good. sounds like basically the best thing ever. It's really good. It's really good.
3: It's very very it's very uh. I mean that game is a weird balance of okay. Just a side note, Katamari Demasi. Okay, so we have limited wait, time. We're running out of time. I'll wait until the end of the act to talk about Katamari There Kater you Demasi. go. Then we can just take a little break. Discipline. All right.
4: Because we're getting closer, but we got to get we got to get somewhere before this act yeah. ends. We got to yeah. find out what something.
3: Do you do you like go up to one of the houses, maybe?
4: Sure, sure. Which any house, any or, house, someone is sitting on the porch.
3: Yeah, or or you can look in the window like a creep.
4: Don't be a creep. Someone's sitting on the porch.
3: Sitting on the porch of one of the houses. How, who, what does this person look like? Is it like, a, like an old man? Middle-aged. Middle-aged, middle-aged or older? Middle-aged, Definitely older than you. Middle-aged uh, fella.
4: And I think you may be, because this is a total stranger, I think you might just ask them for directions to the home of your family. And he points down the road. Points down the road.
3: Does he offer you a beer or something? Of course. He offers you a beer.
4: Gotta pay an old man his dues. Politely
3: decline. Or you could... No, you know, I say maybe you take it. A beer. He
4: offers you a beer for the road. A road pop. Yeah.
3: There you go. Perfect.
4: Perfect. Boom. Guess what?
3: And you happily
4: it's the end of act four Justin under the wire
3: yeah so let's um okay
4: so we want to talk about katamari
3: katamari because like it's one of the best games ever right we can say that that's pretty fair it's it's a top tenner
4: really really well designed and very charming
3: so let's talk about the story behind katamari Damasi, the original which i believe is you are the prince of the universe your father is and your the, dad's a real jerk he's the king of the universe right because if you're the prince then your dad's the king that's how princes and kings work you Duh. dummies um and he's a jerk he has a temper i can't remember why he gets mad but he gets mad and like smashes half the universe up like breaks it into stuff right and then is like chagrined at this and tells you that you need to go to earth
4: because he's kind of a dummy in he's addition dumb. to being kind of a jerk he's a little
3: grandiose he's very full of himself um he's kind of a a donald trumpish dude in a way right but but more cool looking
4: he scolds you a lot if i remember correctly
3: he scolds you even when you do well he scolds you he's not a he's not a he's not a supportive father um but he sends you to earth because there's a lot of stuff on earth and you need to replace all the 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 planets and stars i think stars i think he broke stars right he broke all the stars you replace you the stars broke everything. with stuff from the earth because there's so much stuff on the earth. We have too much stuff. So you run
4: around with this ball, a little ball, and you roll up all the stuff. With, little, start with little stuff like grains of rice and, and paper clips. Paper clips. Then you move on to bigger stuff like cats, babies.
3: Yeah, you do roll babies, and the babies. And then you
4: move on to even bigger things like cars.
3: The best thing is when you roll people, and they are like, they're pretty panicky, but they wriggle a lot. They wriggle, yeah, they wriggle like, mm-hmm. but they don't. They, they sometimes they get knocked off when you you run into stuff, but they mostly stick on. They're pretty good. Yes. Eventually, you can roll up, like monsters and like Roads. gods and stuff. It's cool. Anyway, that's the Kyarymata Masu talk. It's a great game. It's fun for
4: a classic.
3: Uh, young and old alike ages 8 to 88 I would say
4: much like Christmas Mm -hmm. all right let's uh
3: shall we move on to act 5
4: guys it's time for act 5 the fifth and final act of the greatest dream ever written it is your final chance to contact us on Skype at low level rage send us a message so that we can call you and you can participate in the thrilling finale
3: yeah, Greg despite getting splashed, uh, made it made, made some pretty good contributions. So um... you too
4: could be in the dream if your <clears> connection <throat> sounds really weird.
3: Yeah.
4: Act five starts now.
3: So yeah, we we feel like we're getting closer, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Now we have a direction. A guy at least knows who our family is, or seems to know. Plus, we have a road beer, so we can do anything.
3: Right, road beer makes you strong. Road beer is like finding like a like a. Like uh, um, one of them fire flowers in Super Mario Brothers, right? Yeah. It gives you you special powers. Everybody
4: can just get out the way.
3: Your road beer gives you a surprising amount of confidence, I'll say. Yes. I feel like as a side note that I... Maybe this was just because I was 24 years old, but I feel like I used to walk around with road beers all the time in Milwaukee and no one gave a shit.
4: That might just be Milwaukee. I'm not 100% sure. I was about to say that I think it's a Midwest thing. Can't do it Because here, we did it in college, but that's just college and it was like some dumb California campus. No, no but I have done it here. Don't tell.
3: Oh, that's actually really good. Maybe because that—that that many thought, people do
4: road pops in Chicago. That
3: thought means that I've been like instantly transported to Milwaukee.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're you're in you you're going home to to the ancestral home, but though I on the on the road pop tip, I just want to say that like also like in Cleveland, everyone does it. I think it's a Midwest thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I, it's less common here because Chicago is a little bit more you can still do it you just yeah. can't
4: like have a beer in your hand that's like in the can yeah exactly okay so we're in milwaukee now
3: yeah so you're in milwaukee and and then i realize oh let's see Let me think about this
4: or you're in any place which is the place that you came yeah, you from. are in
3: your hometown I'll, I'll say your hometown yeah i try not to personalize this too much
4: Right, but but it can be Milwaukee. And yeah. speaking of hometowns, uh,
3: King of the Hometown Talk,
4: you're on the air with low-level rage, Nick. Hello. Did you hear me? yeah you sound good.
1: All right. All right. So, so we are, we are back in. Have we made our way back to Milwaukee. I think we're just, we're just gonna stuff?
4: say your,
3: yeah. we're say your hometown. We're gonna make this a little bit more like, uh, like uh, choose your own adventurous, right? Like just your hometown
4: unfortunately i do have to say that nick you also are underwater because apparently our skype connection what if we hung up and quit skype and restarted it and called nick because That's right. sure. nick you shouldn't be underwater we'll okay. call you back in a flash yeah
3: sure I'll stand by. okay
4: thank you Bye. Bye. did you just splash our skype connection
3: <laughs> uh yeah spl- skype connection nick really anybody you know that was a catch-all uh, splash right there.
4: Okay, because I liked N- Greg being underwater, but we got to see what we can do here. Right.
3: But yeah, so you are in your hometown. Regardless of whether that was the home you had in mind before, that's the home you have in mind now. And let's say this said uh, dirt road. You're not sure exactly where it's going to lead you, but you're pretty sure you have to keep following it. This dirt road is le- it's dirt robe. Dirt road is leading you in the right direction. Uh, I like dirt robe. Dirt robe, yeah. Dirt robe. How should we introduce it? You're wearing, a dirt, you're wearing a dirt, road. dirt robe. <laughs> you think of wa- are
1: we are we in a car? Are we walking? What's, what's our mode of transportation? I think you're walking right now like this because this this road beer that you have is kind of your Popeye's can of
3: spinach. Yeah, it basically is. It gives you certain strength.
4: Apparently, there is some pool of water that we're talking to Nick out of. He is just like under the surface like a ghost mermaid or something because he just sounds like he's underwater and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, sorry, guys. But that's cool, Nick. We're going to make this happen. I'm going to be
1: right on the surface just peeking over just to talk for a second like a dolphin popping up for air. Yes. So what we're doing is we're walking. Yeah, but we're doing like a hundred miles per stride. Oh,
3: sweet! Yes, good because this is like this is the the power I talked about before, sort of, where you have you have super super uh, dream walking abilities.
2: This...
1: It, 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 it doesn't even feel like you're breaking a sweat. you're just you're just striding with confidence forward because of this super, super power that you've been given.
2: Correct? Yes,
3: exactly there's there's like no effort involved right. it's kind of like it's kind of like um you're moving aside reality with with your legs
1: all right so, all right. When so we when there, we get there what's happening
3: hmm i think we are there, there now oh yeah well so we get to we're, we get home we're getting home we got home and these these powers who, who, who's the door? take you to your front door Who? yeah who should open the door Maybe no one's home, but like your child, like your your dog from childhood. My dog was mean. mean. Okay, how about no (laughs) one's home but a better dog than your dog from childhood?
4: The dog you always wanted. (laughs) Charlie's home.
3: Charlie? Okay, there you go. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and your beloved pet.
4: Right. Like the pet you actually have and love somehow is also at your child at home. So it's like really coming home. It's like coming home to all of the oh, things okay. you identify with being oh, in the oh, space so that you want to be in. Kelly,
1: Kelly wants to know where she is. Say yeah, Kelly, hi, Kelly. Hello. Hello. Hey Kelly.
4: Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, you can be wherever terrible. you want. We can, we can all be making it home at the same time.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. How about um. uh Let's see. You realize maybe you're supposed, maybe at this point you're meeting like this is you're supposed to meet your family there. You meet your family there, so Kelly could be one of the you know Kelly, Kelly is part of your family. It, so, Kelly. Yeah. Um. You are there too. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe she's not there yet though. I think you. I think something has to happen before you you meet up with your family. You realize that oh. that your family is, is
1: there. Is there something that needs to be defeated? Be
3: yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe you have to. Let me think. Lauren, any ideas? Okay, Lauren's, Lauren's checking the levels.
4: Hi, what am I having ideas Art about? Art. So
3: so I think the, what's happening right now is that you're home, and your beloved pet is there. So, yeah. so, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's um, great. And you realize your family is supposed to be there, but they aren't there yet. So oh. maybe the phone rings. Sure.
4: And... You're I mean, guys... And like, Where are you at?
3: Somehow both of your parents are on the line. It's not speakerphone, maybe. And bo- okay, that's is that too much? That's too much. Okay, not that. Um, yeah, that's 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 that sounds stressful even to me. And I and I am a am a fan of both my parents. Um, let's see. Maybe it's your like your favorite grandparent is on the phone. The cool cousin,
4: the cool yeah, aunt yeah, or yeah, uncle. and your
3: favorite. Grandparent slash uncle slash aunt is on the phone. All right, good. And they tell you that you're supposed to meet them someplace and bring the dog. Do
1: we still have super weird walking strength to get there quickly?
3: Maybe you can grab another one from the fridge. Good call, good call. You... you are, right, you are... So
1: we are quickly making our way to meet with our extended cool family yeah. to figure out what it is that's happening.
3: Wait, yeah, maybe you should meet them at the at like someplace unusual, like a roller rink. Would that be a good place to meet your family?
1: Yes, yes, like a like a, like a place where like a, like a like a roller rink holding alley, some kind of weird childhood fun place that they knew to take you.
3: Yeah, exactly. That works. Um, I, Nick, I think we're going to end the call because it, uh, Skype sounds like because you're a movie. dolphin. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry.
4: Hopefully next time it'll be better. But thank you both for calling.
3: That one's for Skype. That's for you, Skype.
4: That's for Skype. That was yeah. Nick going back to his dolphiny. <laughs> Nick and Kelly going back to their dolphiny ways. Is it really that bad? Is it that bad? It sounds terrible. Really?
3: Is it like un- not understandable at all? Or? It's. Un- I think
4: it's intelligible. The chat would have to tell us. Yeah. I think it's intelligible, but it sounds super freaky.
3: Just tell me. Tell yeah. G- let me know uh, in the chat how t- how terrible that sounded on a scale of one to. Um, you guys could hear words.
4: I think it just sounded like robot. Yeah. Dolphins. Okay. I don't know. Skype. Sorry, guys. Internet. I don't. I'll just blame everyone. How do
3: we sound tonight? That's the real question. You were listening, Lauren. How do we sound?
4: We sound like we got two minutes and twenty nine seconds left oh, in Act shit. Five. Okay.
3: So I was gonna say, I think you're supposed to meet them at the roller rink. Is that a, is that a good thing to meet your family at? Like that's where your that's, that's cool. That's, that's
4: fun. Birthday parties. Yeah, as, you're, exactly. as a kid,
3: you're gonna meet them to at the roller rink. They're throwing a supplies a surprise party for you, but you know it's ha- it's happening. Like somehow you know this party's happening.
4: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Surprise oh my gosh! Is that like for you? That's not a problem know though. It's happening now. It's cool. Yeah. Because I would rather, like, to be honest, I would rather know about the party ahead of time.
3: I don't like the idea. Of
4: I don't like surprises. Time. No, One I time like... I got mad at my mom when I was really small because she took me out of school so we could go watch a movie. So you grab another. she was like, you're <sighs> the lamest kid. That's kind of funny. Because I would be like, I was yeah, a super lame thanks. child. Thank you. Thanks. I Great. know. I just had Escape. no She She told me at the time that I was super lame. Anyway, so you're going to this party. Yeah.
3: Uh, so you grab another power beer. Uh, yeah,
4: I, you're I going I think this
3: time It doesn't work quite as well But you can still take big strides Like big enough to jump over cars
4: Monster truck style right? Just leaping, going Because yeah. you've got to get there on time So now you feel like there's a deadline But not, you're not stressed because you know you can make it mm. Now you just have purpose also, the dog is with you, and yeah, the dog is
3: with you, and the dog is is jumping along with you,
4: and is like super stoked. Okay, so we're going to <clears throat> the roller rink. Are we gonna make it?
3: I don't know. Not sure. I think we, I think maybe you do.
4: I think maybe you get to the roller rink. Okay. It's got to be really sweet, though. It can't just be, like, that dumpy roller skating rink that has, like, the disco ball hanging up top. It's, like, got to be, like, the coolest thing you've ever seen. I'm going to say, though,
3: maybe you have trouble getting in. Like, the door is locked.
4: Oh, but you can see inside and like a cross between, like, ice skating at the Rockefeller Center and, like, the sweetest laser tag. Yeah,
3: like, there's lasers. It is the
4: coolest thing you've ever seen. There lasers shooting everywhere. But you're locked out.
3: Fog machines...
4: Wait, does the dream end when you're locked out because your alarm just went off? Oh, no. That's kind of
3: where it would end, though.
4: Oh, no, your alarm just went off.
3: Yep, perfect. And you wake up.
4: It was going to be so good, but now you're awake. Man. But the anticipation of how sweet that party was going to be is going to stay with you all day because it was going to be super sweet
3: i really gotta turn off this bed music it's making it's like making me sleepy and i mean if i think it was fitting it was fitting but yeah we're just gonna switch it out there you go that's it done thank you good heavens just just
4: (sighs) guys 18 minutes left in the program we have just made one heck of a dream
3: I feel I feel bad that the Skype calls have not worked tonight. We'll we'll figure that out before next week. Um, I think maybe, be, maybe, maybe maybe, maybe I'm I'm in a a wop band.
4: I liked you better as a Hoobastank fan.
3: You prefer this?
4: I almost do.
3: To the the weird, yeah. Um. We, yeah, so basically I think the rest of the time we'll do like uh well we I want to do open open phone Monday, but that's not going to happen apparently. So
4: Yeah. <sighs> Guys. That's sad. I will tell sad. you. We're working on this technology thing. Eh. We just got a podcast on the iTunes store mm-hmm. to which you should subscribe. The archive of the show will be there. It'll be sweet. We're trying to figure out how to make this as tech problem free as possible so that once we make all of these tech problems go away, we can get a whole bunch of new tech problems and it'll be really awesome.
3: I want to always have tech problems, but to have exciting new tech problems. Basically, I will Um, say
4: that this was, this was a good, it was good though. We got, we got some good material out of Skype sounding like weird underwater robot dolphins.
3: Yeah. I think maybe do you want to play a couple songs and then come back for the for the end? Is that is that
4: Yeah, let's listen to some more delicious tunes yeah. from From nineteen seventy
3: nine. <laughs> Four years before I was born. As a
4: radio station that I hear at work a lot I would say, ten great songs, one great year. The year is nineteen seventy nine. I'm gonna get sued for stealing that guy's riff. Nah. Yeah. It's cool, man. I love you.
3: We did already get in trouble with uh with uh uh
4: Let's not. No, don't even mention their name. Don't give them the press. So mad. Let's just play. No, you know I will mention it.
3: Here's the dumb thing about SoundCloud. (laughs) I'm gonna go into it right now. SoundCloud, if if there is like they have little bots, dumb little bots that like search out copyright violations, right? And then if they think you've violated copyright, you basically have to say either that they misattributed it, misattributed it. Oh my god. (sighs) Misattributed the song in question, or that you have gotten a license. And there's this little thing called fair use. Look it up. Everybody look
4: it up. Apart from the fair Call use a lawyer issue. Just
3: yell, fair use of the phone.
4: <laughs> I also just don't... I, I honestly don't like the fact that they subscribe to a guilty until proven innocent model that basically just doesn't allow for any kind of conception of fair use and that is very frustrating and yes. that's all i want to say on the topic because we could listen to some really sweet music right now and that's we should point. do that
3: and i'm getting I'm, I'm going into medium level rage right now which would not be befitting our program so um yeah let's listen to some some songs we'll be back in a little bit
4: we'll be back
3: all right bye guys not bye bye is wrong uh see you in a bit guys that's better right we're back hello my cat Fitzcat Raldo is now in my lap
4: he's been going nuts today he
3: has been furious today um I don't know I'll tell you
4: could be the spooky weather could just because he's a cat and therefore a jerk but an adorable jerk
3: it's partly that so yeah I think what we're gonna do now is is wait uh,
4: what did we hear oh yeah
3: doy Duh all right. Uh, so we just heard. This is not a photograph by Mission of Burma, Boston's own. Uh, and then before that, rebellious jukebox by the fall, and that is. I'm sorry, the Mission of Burma song. Is, I'm such, uh, I'm not a pro at this at all. Uh, I'm gonna start over. All right.
4: Yeah, take it from the top. We got right, this. Deep breath. Whew. What did we hear, Tim? On your
3: center. Ah, oh, we heard mission. Uh, we heard Mission of.
2: No
4: okay
3: one more time all right
4: hey tim what did we hear
3: uh glad you asked lauren we just heard uh, this is not a photograph by mission of burma and that's from their 1979 ep signals calls and marches and before that it was rebellious jukebox by the fall out of manchester from their fine lp not a live album live at the witch trials
4: nailed it yes boom all right. Fun fact about the Live at the Witch Trials record on the Wikipedia page for that record, they go out of their way to point out that it was not in fact a live record. A fact which if you've heard you should listen to the record because it's good, um, but also just delights me immensely. Especially because the title track is called Live at the Witch Trials and it's just like Marky e. Smith sort of talking for fifty seconds. Yes.
3: As he is wont to do,
4: when in given, this like weird, uh, yeah, microphone. this like weird sort of like fake spoken word thing. I mean, no part of it sounds like a live record, but d- the f- I-, I can't get over the like how funny it is that you it's would really think funny. that you could be live at a venue called the Witch Trials, yeah. and also I want a venue oh, called that's the a Witch great Trials. Great name
3: for a venue. It's
4: a little controversial. Super, yeah. Controversial. I mean, controversial. Burnt- uh, yeah, controversial. If it's like. Ooh, play late out. 17th century. Also,
3: I wrote a thousand words for this this made up dream. Boom, we're awesome. In two hours. Um, yeah, maybe we'll recap it a little bit.
4: Yeah, you guys want to hear the yeah. highlights of the greatest dream ever for written? If you weren't here, too um, bad, because we're gonna do it.
3: Yeah. So I'm gonna try to go through it pretty quick. Because I read this in like seven minutes, which is kind of tough.
4: No, right? we got like we got like that? four minutes because we we got oh. like we got some music to and go out on. You can
3: Go over with the music; it's fine. All right, so you're in a cab in Chicago with elderly Elvis Costello. He is complaining about how Americans have no culture. It is sunny, but as Elvis gets madder, the fog rolls in. Visibility is reduced very slow driving. You feel like you'll never get there. Oh, and we should say you're trying to get home. I forgot to mention that. The goal is to get home. It is possible that Elvis Costello never leaves this cab. He and the cab are inseparable.
4: He did never turn back up, so it's possible it's that he actually just is part he of is it. He's part
3: of the cab. Okay, the cab turns down a side street into the woods. In the middle of nowhere is an enormous house you ask of Costello where we're going he ignores the question you ask him about his racist go-go dancer choice and he makes the driver push you out of the cab but you're fine you're staring at the house it's still fought super foggy it's in the middle of the woods in the, in, the, in the way that nothing in chicago is but this is not strange to you apparently it's daytime hard to tell if anyone's home so now you find yourself inside this house the burlington is inside the house a bar that is you're well familiar with
4: a dimly lit bar
3: a dimly lit bar. Yes, your senior, uh, your senior high school English teacher is behind the bar. She is somehow the same age as you. So now you order a New Zealand Shiraz. She says we have we. Oh, hold on. You know what? I think we should we should flip, switch off on the on um, from act to act. That's, I mean, yeah, I was too. just
4: gonna cut right to the chase and say like you have a bunch of wine talk. Yeah. There's some fake wines. You form a rapport with your English teacher. She's great. You always wanted yeah. to have a glass of wine with her. You do it. It's great. Um You start getting distracted, though. So she, because you're not friends, shows you the way out of the bar. It's this. uh, I need to see the show notes. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Oh, you were looking at those? I'm sorry. It's super bright outside. You look up. There's the longest wooden staircase in the world. And all kinds of pulleys and crazy stuff around. And you. You can't really figure out what it's for. So you look down, and there's a disused quarry. So, obviously, you put your foot into a bucket that's nearby. It's attached to a rope, and you slide right on down to the bottom of the quarry. Easy peasy. Lemon, Lemon squeezy. Lemon difficult. You're a little bit anxious, though, because now you're at the bottom of this pit full of rocks. Except all of a sudden, you realize it's in Chicago. And so you climb out. And find yourself in a park.
3: All right, so you're in the park. You sense it's going to start raining, so you need need to find cover. It's starting to get dark, too. So you realize the fastest way to get there is to jump and then not land. It's a super awesome dream ability that I have because I'm cool. So you find yourself at the gazebo real quick. Right as it starts to rain, you duck underneath the gazebo. There's a few people under there. They're all strangers, but they're friendly. They're kind of huddled together, though. One of them looks at you and smiles and points to the center of the gazebo on the on the ground. The floor? The floor of the gazebo? Sure. There is a spiral staircase built into the floor of this gazebo. The strangers then file down the staircase, and you follow, as this is the natural and polite thing to do when invited to go down a staircase. The staircase opens onto a ledge, looking over an underground cathedral. It's beautiful, but there are no stairs down. There's a pool that covers most of the floor of the, of the cathedral. It's a deep beautiful blue unnaturally blue almost all of a sudden you're down there and there's basically a pool party going on on the floor of the of the cathedral it's a nice party it's fun everybody's having a good time your buddy Greg's at this pool party speaking to you from underwater Greg is speaking to you from underwater because he has Kevin Kaufner from Waterworld gills he's drinking an underwater Manhattan there is weirdly enough an umbrella in the Manhattan
4: and then he points out that everybody has a an old-fashioned with an umbrella in it. It's Manhattan, sorry. No, it's sorry. Manhattan.
3: Typo. The old, old-fashioned Manhattan switcheroo.
4: But then he's being kind of a jerk after that. So you just say, look him right in the eye and say, smile for me, ass clown. And he's totally zong. So you take the umbrella out of your Manhattan and it turns into a full-size umbrella and then there's a crazy musical and it's a dance routine and you're an extra and you don't know what's happening and you realize you have a line but you don't know your line so you turn to the camera and you say what's my line and the director cuts the scene and everybody claps because you're awesome. You nailed it. Boom. So now you're in your street clothes, you're dry, the scene's over see this door says street you're going out it's nighttime suddenly you're on a dirt road it's summer there's fireflies little houses set back from this dirt road little lanterns by each house many floating lights it feels right it feels like you're getting closer to your destination it's more familiar more comforting and you see someone sitting on the porch of one of the houses He's middle-aged, old, friendly, someone you vaguely recognize but don't quite. So you ask him for directions to your family's house, and he points right down the road, no hesitation. And then he offers you a road pop, and you say thanks.
3: Road pop, is that a, is that a, uh, is that a local, like a California?
4: Uh, oh, no, that's a, that's a Cleveland thing. Cleveland?
3: Interesting, because I think we just call
4: it road beer in Wisconsin.
3: Side note. All right, act five, final act. Your road beer gives you a surprising amount of confidence. You think about drinking road beers in your hometown and realize that's where you are. You think of the words dirt road and how it sounds like dirt robe. That's something I actually would think about in a dream, so that's pretty accurate. You, yeah, and you spend so, like yeah, 10 minutes yeah, on it and just then
4: just go back to whatever it was you, you were doing. You
3: worry that you're wearing a dirt robe and then you... you
4: like, oh, you're God, I really got to take this thing to the cleaners. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'll take you to the cleaners. What?
4: That's a what? What? Th-
3: This beer triggers your super dreamwalking abilities, and these powers take you to your front door. Almost as if magic. You open it, and your beloved pet is there to greet you. Dog. We'll say dog. There's not a whole lot of beloved cats. I mean, I like my cat, but he's not. He's just been a jerk tonight. Beloved's not the right word for him tonight. You (laughs) you realize that your family is supposed to be there. The phone rings. You answer it, and your favorite... Your grandma's on the phone, we'll say. She says, Honey, you're supposed to meet us. (laughs) Roll the ring. She sounds kind of like Andrew W.K. doing a lady's <laughs> voice. <laughs> All right, not Andrew, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, I'm sorry. Andrew Dice Clay, not Andrew oh, W.K. I knew what you
4: meant because I was just listening yeah. to him today. Honey, you're supposed to be at the roller rink. Uh,
3: so there, you, know, you know they're throwing a surprise party for you. Um, you're not supposed to know, but you know. So you grab another power beer for the road. This time it doesn't work quite as well, but you can still take big jumps. Big, big unnatural jumps. Big enough to jump over cars. So you got to get there in time, and you're in a hurry, and your your you're, uh, your beloved dog is jumping along with you, loves it, super into it. You get to the roller rink. You peering through the window. It looks amazing. There's lasers shooting everywhere, fogs pouring out of the fog machine. People are like hooting and hollering, dancing,
4: and you wake up. Boom. It was awesome. It was the greatest dream ever written. And you know what, guys? It was so great that next week we're going to try this again. Except we're going to unleash our nightmares. Yep. Think about what spooks you. I have a lot of nightmares. Tim has a lot of nightmares. Think about what makes those interesting. Get ready. It's going to be spooky as heck.
3: And again next week. No pervy stuff. No pervy nightmares, please.
4: All right. (laughs) You guys, this has been Low Level Rage. Thank you for listening to us on Low Level Rage. We got one more song for you from 1979. Before we say goodnight, it is a song by everyone's favorite. Bad company.
3: This is rock and roll fantasy.
4: Thank you, and good night.